Hi. Hey, Jerome. Hi, Vinny. How, how are you? Very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm in Corsica, you know, the island near from uh, France. Oh, nice. Because, because uh, my wife comes from uh, this island and uh, we are in the, in the family of my wife. We arrived uh, by boat this morning. That's but phenomenal. there is a storm today. Well, you know what? Who cares? You're in an island. It goes away. The storm, <laughs> storms in the island fly by pretty quickly. That's, that's yeah, so really we, have, uh, we have a problem with uh, electricity now. But oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. How long are you going to stay there? Sorry? How long are you going to stay there? Uh, just a few days. Uh, eight days because uh, uh, now maybe you know it, but uh, we, the, the club uh, changed the... Um, the trainer so now I, i'm not uh, working for the for the club uh, in Aix-en-Provence. yeah and uh, we are uh, we are changing of uh, house so you're moving from x you no i don't move from x uh, we we found a, um, a new house okay to to buy because uh, we we were renting and uh, at the end of uh, June, okay. we have to, to move. Well, well, now you're going to own a house. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, we, we're going to live in X because, uh, because uh, our son is very happy in, in yeah. this city. And uh, he has a lot of friends. And now he's uh, 13 years old. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult to, to move now. Uh, I will try to find uh, maybe um, uh, a country to to train. Uh, well, I mean, be, that's uh, that's yeah, that's one a part of the conversation I want to have with you um, okay. for straight handball talk. I mean, first of all, um, you know, thanks for taking your time and joining me mm -hmm. in straight handball talk. Not sure if you know much about it. I just started something uh, recently during the COVID crisis because we were all stuck yeah. at home. So I had time uh, to think about handball and I had time to think about uh, the amazing thing that handball has done uh, uh, for me and for connections that I've had throughout my whole life. I, Jerome, I lost your, your video. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. So, so basically straight handball talk uh, brings conversation between people who either were teammates, competitors, friends, or just passionate uh, handball lovers that, that were connected through the sport of handball. And for us in United States, uh, uh, it's truly a passion because it's not a profession. We do it because we love the sport. We do it because uh, uh, we get these connections that I consider them priceless. One of them is a connection with you. Uh, you are on a different situation because, uh, you know, I have to uh, explain to people, not that the people don't know, but what you've done with your career is just absolutely yeah. uh, amazing. You played in four Olympic Games, won two gold medals. You played in six World Championships. You won four gold medals. You played in four Euro Championships, won three gold medals. And at the club level, you played for all the best teams in Europe. You won two-time Champions League. I don't know how many times you won league titles, but... This is a career that everyone can envy, and, but this is, you are the person that could explain to us here in the US and, and to everyone in the world, how, one, did you start? Two, how did you maintain to be healthy? 
Three, stay humble and constantly be passionate and dedicated to the sport. I know there are too many questions, but uh, it's, it's, I need everyone to know how can someone get in your shoes and, and dream about getting what you've done. Nope, it's hard to do that, but still, you have a base, yes. you have a foundation, and you have the knowledge to share this with people. So first question is, how did you get started with handball? So I, I, I was very lucky to, uh, to live in a family who loves handball. Hmm. And so uh, I started to play uh, when I just started to walk. <laughs> you, you hear the song? Yes. <laughs> hey, just don't, Sorry. don't. <laughs> Just when we start. <laughs> but you hear me good? Yeah, yes, I hear you well, yes. Okay. So my, my parents uh, played handball mm. and uh, I had uh, a few difference of uh, age with, uh, with them. So uh, my, my father, for example, uh, was playing uh, uh, when I was very young and he was uh, only uh, 30 years old. Mm. And uh, and I had uh, and I was uh, six or, or seven years old, so I saw many many games of him. My my mother also uh, was playing mm. in the second division in France. They were uh, amateur, uh, both, but uh, they played at at the good level. And uh, I was all the the weekend in the different uh, uh, series of uh, handball uh, near from Bordeaux. Uh, where I, I am born and uh, I, I played all my life handball and uh, I, I tried another uh, sports like uh, tennis, like football, yeah. like uh, rugby, basketball, but uh, I didn't like these sports like, uh, like handball and uh, handball was truly uh, part of my life uh, each week was a uh, program uh, with the uh, trainings of my mother my yeah. father um, my my trainings uh, the trainings of my little brothers who, who played uh, also so uh, all, all the the friends of my parents were playing handball yeah. or were uh, uh, at the direction of the club and we were always with people of, of handball yeah. and when I when I was uh, 15 years old uh, I could uh, I could uh, um, uh, come in a in a sports school in yeah. France uh, when I, I started to to train very hard so for example before 15 years old I was uh, training two times a week mm -hmm. uh, with my uh, club, and I was playing the Wednesday afternoon with uh, with the school. Okay. Uh, but when I came uh, in the lycée uh, with the sports school, uh, I start to train uh, seven or eight times a week. Mm. So uh, I grew up very very quick. Very uh, fast, and uh, at the end of the first uh, year of uh, this sports school, uh, I could uh, go to the uh, professional um, uh, club 
of Bordeaux. Oh, that's quick. Who was playing in first division. So I, I started to, to train with this team. Uh, I played uh, with the second team. Mm -hmm. And uh, two years after, I started to play my first games with a, with a professional uh, uh, team and uh, in the first division in France. I played my first game in first division in Marseille mm -hmm. against uh, OM Vitroir, who was uh, a very big team in the 90s in, yeah. in France. Uh, there were uh, lots of uh, great players of uh, French. Rough team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Jackson Richardson was playing uh, in Marseille, uh, Philippe Gardon, uh, some, some players of the French uh, national team. Uh, and um, two years after, I went to Toulouse. I changed uh, uh, the, uh, the, the club and I, and I signed my first uh, professional contract. And two months after, uh, I was uh, uh, training with a national team who is 20 years old mm. and uh, I was uh, training with uh, Jackson Richardson with all the, the these players who were uh, world champion yeah. in uh, 95. 95 yeah. and it, it was just a dream for me because uh, I was always considering me like the, the young player uh, <laughs> I was before when I when I came to see my parents and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. all this, uh, uh, it's it's very uh, emotionally. It's very hard to to speak about it because uh, I, I I think uh, that I had uh, a big chance to play at the professional level, but I I kept my spirit my amateur spirit of my parents and of my uh, old club yeah. uh, all all my career all my my professional career so uh hmm. for me it's it's natural to 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 play handball to think about handball and to speak with uh, people who loves handball see I, I think that sums it all up you know uh in a way that you never love the sport more than when you're an amateur, when you are just learning and you're hungry to, to learn constantly. Forget about the yeah. professional aspect of it where you get paid and you luckily made it in handball and you achieve success. But if you go every day, like it's, it's, it's fun and you're doing it as a hobby. Yeah. Like, with your like friends. Uh, fun, like passion. Yes. Yeah. And, and yes. I think that's, that's the most amazing thing. Even though I have to say you obviously had a, a, a secret advantage now that I know your parents I mean uh, they must be very proud that them being amateurs instilling these values on you and you making it to what you have done with your career I'm sure they're the proudest handball parents in the planet that's that's must be yeah yeah my, my, my parents were very proud of me because that, um Unfortunately, they they're not here today. But uh, when I was playing and they were here, uh, they were very proud. But they were very proud uh, all the time. Yeah. When I started to train with a professional club of Bordeaux, with uh, 16 years old, when I started to play with a young uh, national team of France, when I started pro uh, to play at the professional level, 
when I started to play with a big national team of France, and when I started to win with France, <laughs> uh, when when we we started to win in 2001 in France, the my first title of uh, world champion. They were here, and they were here till uh, uh, London. And uh, they saw so many uh, titles, so many games of me, and uh, they tried to be uh, uh, almost always here yeah. when I was playing, but it was very difficult because we move a lot to, yeah, to, to yeah, play. Yeah. And uh, I, I played in uh, lots of countries, uh, uh, different tournaments, different competitions. Yeah. Uh, but when I was playing in club also, uh, when I went to Toulouse, Montpellier or Barcelona, yeah. they went to see me yeah. uh, to play sometimes. And each time they were very proud to, to yeah. say that uh, they were my parents and <laughs> that uh, uh, they could speak with uh, important people of this sport yeah. because uh, I, I was very lucky to, to be trained yeah. Uh, by uh, big uh, coaches yeah. and they were always uh, very happy to speak yeah. with my coaches to speak <laughs> about me to speak about my level uh, what I could to to do after and uh, I think that's all, all all my career I started to I, I tried to to progress you know to grow up all the time uh, to reach my limits, yeah. well, to be the the best player I could. Yeah, which you did, and uh, I think ultimately, um, whether it's parents or whether it's a coach or whether anyone is around uh, uh, getting people to play handball, if they instill that value, the culture of handball, and like you said, being happy for every little progress whether win or lose, wherever you go, if, if someone has that support for you and supports you all the time, there's no better feeling because that's what handball is all about. I mean, that, that trust, that teamwork, that responsibility, that shared values that we have. I don't think there's any sport in the planet that gets as close to, to handball as, as uh, we do, that we, we depend on trusting each other at all times. So... Having, having the parents who do that, it's, uh, it's critical. So uh, to, move, to move to one thing that always I was curious. And the way I remember you playing a lot of times is playing on the right back. And, yeah. and of course, someone with your skills, someone with your knowledge, intelligence, and, and of course, leadership. I always wondered why are you in the right back? And, and again, it's, you've been so effective that you own the position of the right back with your right hand. Uh, uh, but I always wonder, like, why are you there? How did you get to be in that position and own that position for so long? It's a, it's a long story because uh, when, I, when I played uh, like, a, like a young uh, player, I was almost always playing in the left back position okay but uh, uh, my um, ah, when, when I was young and I start to um, to uh, ah, 
you know when when you're uh, when you're uh, to grow uh, grow yeah yeah when you grow yes so uh, I, I started to grow uh, later than the others so sometimes when I was in the um, departmental uh, uh, team or regional team I was not playing left back hmm. I was playing central back or uh, left wing hmm. so I, I started to play in uh, different positions and uh, when I came uh, when I went to uh, Bordeaux to play with a professional team yeah. I had a, a Bosnian uh, coach uh, Boro Golic Okay. Uh, who played uh, in the uh, 70s in uh, Banja Luka. Oh. He won the Champions League. <laughs> of course. And uh, Boro uh, saw that I was playing all the time with uh, the same uh, um, uh, course, with the same uh, jump. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to, to, to change that, okay. to, to complete my, uh, my game. My kind of game, and uh, he started to put me in the right back position uh, to make me go to the left side. <laughs> because when I was in the left back position, I didn't play for uh, my uh, wing, yeah. and I, I I didn't see him, <laughs> and I was playing always to shoot and score, yeah. or to play with the pivot or yeah. at the right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He said me, now you will play in the right back position and you can play for the right back, yeah. for the right wing, because you see him, see him yeah. but you need to play to the left side. Because if you don't do that, you cannot play with all the team. Yeah. Yeah. And so he put me in this position and he, 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 he make me uh, uh, progress yeah. and yeah. complete my my kind of of game and the my uh possibilities yeah uh, my skills uh, like players yeah. so and uh like i played maybe two years in this position in the trainings and sometimes in the games also with bordeaux yeah. when i uh, changed and uh, when i started to play with the national team uh we arrived at a moment that uh, Claude Onesta, the national head coach, uh, wanted to play with Karabatic, Narcis, and me mm. in the back positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were, the, the three guys, we were playing in the left back position <laughs> in the club. And so he, need, he needed to, to find the, the good uh, mix, you know? And at, it, at, at the end, he, he, he moved uh, uh, our positions and uh, he found that uh, the best solution was when Nicola was playing in the, cent in the center, yeah. central back, yeah. Daniel in the left back and me in the right back position. Hmm. And uh, in this time, uh, the right back who was a left hand player yeah. Uh, was not so good yeah. as me. So uh, we started to play like this and we uh, started to win games and uh, in 2000, 
six. Okay. We won the European Championship, and I was playing in in this position. Yeah. Yeah. So during uh, a few years, uh, I played in the right back position, but I I was uh, ready to play in this position yeah. because I learned before. Yeah. And I think now, like uh, like trainer, like coach, uh, for me it's very important uh, to practice with all the players changing the positions yeah. because they they had to uh, uh, think about the other guys. Yeah. And when they are in the the other position, they can uh, feel. What her, her uh, teammate is uh, feeling yeah. when they are near and they don't pass the ball, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, they they are not playing with him. So it's very important for me uh, to to make uh, uh, move some players to understand what they have to do in the court when they are left back, left wing, center back, uh, pivot. The, the the only position I didn't play, it's a uh, goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> in my life, <laughs> it's it's so complicated. Yeah. For me, it's not handball position. Yeah, it's it's, it's different sport. Pick one. Yeah, yeah. But that's you know what that's that's a really good story, and I think it's good for people to know. And I think it's so so critical to be able to understand all positions if you want to become an all-around leader of the team, because that certainly helps in every respect. But for me, I was always thinking like, he could play anywhere he wants to, right? In the backcourt, because every time you- yeah, it, it was very important for me to yeah. play wherever I want, yeah. because I could help the team yeah. uh, to win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was always like- That, that you... was my, my important goal. Yeah, and, and it worked perfectly well. And, and that's good. Now I know the reason and the explanation, and I know a lot of people will be happy to know this as well. Another another thing that I remember very well, uh, uh, and I watched this game as much probably as so many people have watched it, is in 2009 in Zagreb, Croatia. I think that was the first time you took uh, uh, the, the captain band for the French national team and you went to the finals in front of whatever, 20,000 or 15,000 people in Zagreb. Uh, for people who don't know this, uh, and they're not handball fans, you have no idea how difficult it is to play against Croatia in their home turf in the capital of Croatia with the kind of players they've had at that time. But you guys went there, and I remember the match very, very well. I remember it for three reasons. One of them, it's Karabatic Balic doing the cowboy thing face-to-face. -face. I remember Vori pretending to throw the ball in the face of the referee getting a red card at the end. And also, I remember you scoring the dagger goal when you guys ran up by three, two minutes to go. It was, it was crazy, though, but not, none of that yeah. happened until the last 20 minutes of the game. You guys were losing. So I really want to know, you as a captain, uh, Onesta as a coach, how did you manage the feelings of staying calm in the middle of Zagreb and winning? It was... Uh... It was a strange uh, atmosphere because uh, we played uh, against uh, our big uh, enemy. 
the the only team I think uh, who could uh, win it. And uh, we were playing in Zagreb, uh, in their country, in their uh, new arena. Yes. Uh, and uh, so many people in Croatia was uh, uh, waiting for this moment to watch, to see his, his team win against France. Yes. And uh, we... I, I felt that uh, all the people of Fenmol wanted to see uh, the, a final with Croatia and France yes. in this arena. Yes. And the feeling in, in, this, uh, in this game was incredible because we, we reached the final uh, knowing and thinking just only about this final, final against Croatia. We were uh, ready and we were sure uh, to reach the final and to play Croatia in the final. Yeah. So we, are, we were uh, ready to play the game of maybe our life. Yeah. And uh, when we went in this arena with uh, 15,000 people of <laughs> Croatia, with... Uh, all these uh, shirts yeah. of Croatia, Packers, yeah. all this, uh, you know, the, for the water polo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, 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 you know, they, they put this <laughs> in, in the head, yeah. and it was, it was incredible because we we could feel uh, that the people of Croatia want to to see us to to lose, but they had uh, a great respect for for her team. And they knew that uh, we could win. So during the game, uh, they were shouting, they were uh, greeting for for her for uh, the, the the team of Croatia to to help uh, the, the team of Croatia to win against uh, us. But uh, at the end of the game, uh, we could uh, take two, three, four goals more, and uh, we saw that uh, the Croatian uh, players were so uh, tired, yeah. so uh, disappointed yeah. about the score, about the atmosphere, because they were feeling that uh, all the people down. around were uh, uh, was, uh, um, knowing that we will win. Yeah. And they uh they stopped to play yeah they stopped to play yeah. at uh, two minutes yeah. uh, before the the end of the game and i was thinking it's it's not normal <laughs> because when when you're playing a final you play till the end the last second yeah maybe maybe you have uh four goals uh of difference and there is only two minutes and it's very, very difficult, uh, maybe impossible, yeah. to reach uh, uh, the the score and and to go to the um, uh, you know, when you play after uh, the game. Overtime. Yeah, and uh, they stopped to play, 
and they didn't want to end the, the game. <laughs> so they were like this, without moving, just dribbling. Or uh, I, I think that some guys were uh, was crying or was uh, 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 stopped here in the courts. And uh, I remember uh, Igor Vori, uh, who the ball, <laughs> who threw, who threw the, the the ball but against he, the referee. He faked it. He faked it. And I was thinking, they are getting crazy. Yeah, they are getting crazy. You you can lose, but you cannot lose your mind and uh, uh, stop to play like this and uh, give this. Uh, um, uh, ah, um, uh, the feeling, you know, uh, the kind feeling. of uh, image yeah. Of, yeah. of your team and of you. And uh, for me, it was uh, a special day because uh, the day before, uh, my mother uh, called me by phone and she told me that uh, my father uh, was in the hospital mm. and that uh, some, some days after, he would uh, he would die mm. because he had the cancer. So when I went in the course for the final, I was just thinking about win this game, take the gold medal, and go back to France to see for the last time my father and to give him this medal. And uh, I, I put I was very tired because we played a lot of games uh, during two weeks. But I just was thinking about uh, winning this this uh, game, this championship, and to co go back to France to see my father. And uh, I didn't want to to uh, have a party with my teammates. I didn't want to celebrate this uh, title. And uh, maybe if you remember, at the end of the game, when we won. I didn't come with my teammates. Oh. I just uh, uh, fall down, fell down in the courts, and I, I was crying because uh, uh, the, the game was ended. And uh, since this, from this moment, I could um, uh, think about my my father and go back to France. And uh, lots of my teammates came to me and said to me, but what are you doing? But they didn't know they didn't the situation. Know. They didn't know. And uh, after the game, when we went to the hotel, I explained to my teammates and to all the team uh, the situation and that I wanted to go back to France to see my father. And they were uh, shocked because they said to me, uh, but how could you play this game? Uh, knowing that your father yeah. is dying now, and I and I said, you know, my father has cancer uh, uh, since uh, five years, so I knew that this day uh, would come. Yeah. But for me, it was very important that he could be proud of me the last time before coming back. So it was a. Uh, uh, a big moment of my career because uh, it was the first tournament for me like captain yeah. and uh, we won my first title like captain 
but the emotion yeah. uh, to know uh, the situation of my father uh, do that uh, this title is very different for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously I didn't know this and um, I, I knew this was an important victory for you, but uh, obviously this is above and beyond uh, sports. Uh, I think uh, being able to do this for your father, even though you were not there in that moment, um, is something to be proud of forever because I'm sure your dad would have wanted you to, to do exactly what you did. And um, um, I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's definitely an emotional story. And thank you for sharing, Jerome. I really, really appreciate it. I think it's- it was, it was difficult before to, to speak about that without crying. Yeah. But uh, now I think that the, the time uh, uh, did uh, his job, and uh, yeah. uh, I can explain this not not without emotion, yeah, but uh, without losing my my mind. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm getting goosebumps, but uh, mm. so uh, I, you know, my relationship with you obviously started that when you came to New York City, and and uh, you and Stephanie uh, reached out to me, and and. You said, oh, we're in New York and love to say hi. And I said, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm so happy that uh, you reached out. And then we went out uh, a little bit. We went for lunch and I had a phenomenal time with, with your family. Um, I also remember very well um, the exchange of shirts we did. And you gave me your, your uh, practice shirt of France that you practiced in one of the big championships. And, and you wrote something nice in the back of my shirt. So I am, I'm not the kind of guy that can take the shirt and leave it on the wall forever. Right. And I was like, yeah. I, and I did it for two weeks. Right. I was like, okay, I'm going to save this. I'm going to put it there. I'm going to, but then every day I would go to practice or, or play any sports. I'm like, I, I need to wear this one. I have to wear this one and I have to wear this one. So, and I wore it. Right. I went to practice. It felt so, because it was such a, a nice shirt. Like it just felt good. Uh, it, was, it, it was so simple. It just, just said friends and, and your, your writing. So I go, I play, everyone was asking and I was like, Oh yeah, Jerome gave it to me. Look what he wrote. So, and I come back home and I put it to wash. I forgot instead of washing by hand and the thing yeah. washed off. I went crazy. I went crazy. I was like, what an idiot. Like I knew something like this is going to happen because I was planning to wash it by hand and protect that part. But I was, I was really, really crazy. Anyway, so that's our relationship that started in New York City. And uh, I, I'm going to ask you, how did you like our city, New York City? And what did you like the most about New York City? Uh, it was a, a great moment for me because uh, we, don't, we don't have uh, any competitions in the United States. And um, it was one of the countries uh, I didn't know, and uh, I, I didn't uh, uh, go. So, uh, for me, like a fan of uh, sports, mm. uh, United States, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, the the perfect country for the sports, and I have a lot of 
moment uh, of uh, uh, Olympic Games uh, with uh, Carl Lewis, uh, Michael Johnson, um, uh, with um, the basketball team uh, of the uh, United States. Uh, I was uh, watching uh, NBA games when I was young. And for me, United States it's, uh, is a, a, a different country for the sport. Mm -hmm. We have in Europe some countries who love sport, yeah. like Balkanic uh, countries, uh, like Russia, uh, France also, but maybe uh, less, uh, Spain, Italy, uh, Great Britain, they, they love some sports, yeah. their sports, <laughs> but, uh, but for me, the, the best uh, country of sport is United States. Yeah. And uh, it's for me the, the reference and uh, I always wanted to, to, to go to United States to, to see, to visit the, the, the cities, yeah. but to see also uh, how the people uh, is living sports uh, when they are watching a game, when they are in the pubs, uh, taking a beer uh, with friends, you know, how they live yeah. uh, a moment of sports. And uh, for me, from Europe, uh, New York City is the big city of <laughs> of United States. I I love Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Washington. Uh, I want to to go to visit uh, Miami, yeah. for example. But for me, New York City is special. And uh, for my wife also, because she was playing basketball when she was young. Yeah. And uh, she, she wanted to, to, to go to, to New York and to, to see the city, to see uh, um, uh, how is living the people in, in this city, you know? Yeah. And uh, when I knew that uh, there was handball <laughs> in New York and uh, that we could... Uh, 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 speak about handball, yeah. but normally, you know, like uh, fun of this sport, you and me. Yeah. Uh, I, I say to my wife, we we have to to share one moment with this guy who is uh, uh, working in New York to do that. My sport, our sport, uh, was uh, considered by the people of United States, like a good sport. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think that when, when you have uh, uh, the chance to play handball in Europe and to know how the people uh, love this game, yeah. you want that all the, 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 the world uh, loves this, this, uh, this sport and uh, uh, to, 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 uh, share moment uh, uh, with the TV, with friends, uh, to see competitions in the TV or in the arenas when uh, when we play in, in the countries. And and I said to my wife, I, I I want to to know this guy because 
He's like me. <laughs> he, he loves handball and he practices handball. He plays handball with his friends and he just wants to, to, to play handball and to uh, do that another people who don't know the sport like the sport. And for me, uh, when we, we went to, to New York, I, I wanted to see the, the city, yeah. but uh, it was uh, six years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 2004. And, and yeah, I, I was playing. Yeah. And uh, I, I was still playing, and, and <clears throat> I was thinking all days about handball. And, and I said, hey, I, I want to see one people. <laughs> Who knows the handball in New York? <laughs> it's very important for me. <laughs> and uh, now we, we spent one week, but, but it was incredible. This city is fantastic. Uh, we went to the... Um, uh, uh, to see a um, WNBA... Uh, yeah, WNBA, yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the atmosphere was incredible. But uh, there was uh, only three thousand people, yeah. you know. But it was like it was full <laughs> yeah. for the atmosphere, for the music, for uh, the organization of the of the game, and uh, it it was fantastic to to see one game of sports in the city. And uh, I, now I know that I want to to go back to United States to to see another time uh, New York, yeah. but to go also to Los Angeles, to San Francisco, Miami. Uh, I hope that uh, in 2028, I could, uh, I could go to Los Angeles for the Olympic Games and, uh, and maybe uh, stay uh, one month to travel all the country. That's, it, it could that's, be nice. That is a great idea, actually. That is a phenomenal idea. And by the way, in each of the cities you mentioned, LA, San Francisco, Miami, uh, Washington, there are handball clubs and there are people that uh, we, we're gonna connect you with so uh, you can spend time and they can spend time with you because I think it's important for all of them as well. Would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But it was, to me, it was surreal having you in New York City, obviously. I was like, wow, you know, and, and of course you come in, you've traveled so much, you never know what people initially feel about New York City, right? I love New York City. I just feel like I was born here, but I was not. I just feel I belong here. Uh, but, you know, I'm happy that you say that you love the energy and you love the, the whole aspect of what this city does with the sports, which is like they elevate the entertainment of the sport to a level that in Europe, we cannot see that unless it's a, a, a Cologne's final four or the finals of, a, of a one event. But here, every single game, whether it's the last team or the two last teams, it's always entertainment to the maximum. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is, you know, a lot of fun to see. But when it comes to developing handball in, in US, we're still so far away uh, from Europe. And, and, and I think so many of us have tried or trying to, to bring this level of excitement that handball is in American 
uh, Americans will love the sport very much so because it is exciting, it's fast, it's physical, it's smart, yeah. a lot of goals. Um, I mean, what would you do if you could do something in the U.S.? What, what would be your way of, of elevating the sport to a place where it would, it, people in Europe will talk even more and say, like, you know what, I want to go play for New York City uh, handball club. What, what can we do? Mm, uh, it's difficult to to speak about that, but uh, maybe uh, try to, to to bring some players from Europe and uh, go in different universities, uh, different places, different cities uh, to visit some athletes uh, who wants to. Who want to 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 practice mm -hmm. to try this uh, this sport and uh, maybe maybe it could be interesting to organize some uh, campus you know of yeah. handball yeah, yeah. in all the country and uh, see how many people want to come in this uh, campus to practice to discover the sports yeah. and uh, to try uh, normally to, to, to play handball. Yeah. And I think that like this with, uh, with time, yeah, of course, uh, of course uh, we, we could do something uh, for, for the American people to, to know more yeah. uh, this game and, and maybe to, to start to, to, to like it. Yeah. Well, I, every single American that watches a the sport, they love it. I mean, they mm -hmm. just see it. It's like, whoa, like, I mean. But you know, it's the same in Europe because uh, 10, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, there was a lot of people, for example, in France, who didn't know handball. Yeah. They saw some games of uh, Barjo before yeah. when we won the title in, in 2001. But handball was starting to win in France, so it, it was not so famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to uh, uh, bring uh, so many people to, to, to come to see some games, you know? Yeah. And each person who came in an arena or uh, uh, a place uh, where I play and they saw yeah. one game, <laughs> At the end of the game, they say, wow, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's always moving. There is lots of goals. The people is very strong, but uh, they also, they move fast. Yeah. They jump a lot. So it's it's complete sport. Uh, you you need to, to be physically uh, ready to do all if it's possible, but you must be smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, you you don't have to to fight with <laughs> the other team. <laughs> they have to fight you with you, and you have to uh, try <coughs> to put the ball without receiving uh, yeah. fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so lot, lots of uh, people. Who likes rugby, for example, in France? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say, ah, it's like rugby, but it's smart. Yes. 
yeah. because rugby is very you know you have to to go against uh, uh, the other team and to 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 try to 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 make some uh, noise or some uh, um, injuries yeah. uh, to put one try yeah you know but handball is not like this no in handball uh, if you want to win you must uh, score uh, 30 goals so you have to be smart and you have to play uh, like a team. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting for the people who like fighting spirit, but also uh, strategy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a good mix. It, it really is. And I, and I think us in, in, in US, like as long as we can get more people aware of it, liking it uh, and start watching more on TV, I think that could help us <clears throat> in the cities that we run programs to to get more uh, good athletes or people who fit the the handball culture. Because ultimately, like you said, we you don't necessarily have to be like a, a, a six foot five American football player style to be a good handball player. You can have physical attributes, but it it is a game where you have to be smart. You have to work with the team, the the timing, the the movement. All that comes with years of development. It's not just, oh, I'm strong and I can destroy you. It doesn't work with smart players, ever, mm -hmm. I think. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Now, talking about the high-quality handball, uh, last year we went to Montpellier. Uh, we have a partnership with Montpellier to train for Superglobe. And I called you. I said, hey, we're coming. For us, it was a dream. I wanted to reach out to you. And then you said, oh, okay, well, let me arrange a match between Pauk and us. And I was super excited. I said, yes, but unfortunately, at that same time, Montpellier arranged a match for us with their youth team in the bigger mm -hmm. region at the same time. So yeah. we couldn't do it. But then you, you told me that uh, you have a friendly game with PSG in Aix-en-Provence, and then uh, uh, we could come. So you arranged for us to get the tickets. Uh, uh, and I came with all the guys, and I have to say they will never forget it. They loved the whole atmosphere of being there with our shirts, of course, and then going to the uh, uh, VIP event afterwards. I mean, I just want to say again, thank you that, that you made another dream come true for me and for my guys to be a part of that event. Uh, you lost because PSG was unstoppable, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I could see like you were you were learning, you were kind of studying, and you were placing pieces. Like, okay, what do we do now? How do we arrange this? Like at, that was at that time. Was that your second year with Pauk as a coach? Last year or was, uh, last year? Was it the first year or second year as a coach? Second, second, second year. So, what yeah. were what were your aspirations at that time with your team? What? Sorry, I, I didn't understand. Your, at, at that time, when we were watching you play PSG, yeah. obviously you yeah. had plans to have to win second or third or fourth place. Uh, but what were the challenges at that time that you were coaching Pauk? Uh, the challenge was to to reach a, a European position in the in the championship. So we needed to to be in the fifth first positions. Okay. In the five first positions. And uh, uh, last year uh, we reached the sixth place, mm. but uh, the EHF invite us uh, to, to play 
uh, European Cup this year or so. Okay. So we played uh, two years uh, the European Cup, and it was the first time for the club. So it was a uh, um, for me a, a big achievement with this club because uh, when I went to X in 2015, uh, they were fighting to to stay in the first division. Mm. And my first year in X, like player, uh, we ended uh, at the 12th position uh, just uh, before the two teams. Relegation. Uh, yeah. Who, yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, the goal, uh, like, uh, like coach, was to uh, uh, grow up uh, like a team, but to do that, all my players could uh, grow up also yeah. like player to stay in the club or uh, to go to another club to 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 have a, uh, maybe a, a best a, be a better position in the championship or a, a better contract with a, another club yeah. and uh, for example one of uh, the guys uh, went to Nantes and now he's playing uh, uh, since uh, this year in, in Nantes, and they ended uh, the championship at this, uh, the second position mm. uh, just uh, just before uh, Nîmes and, and Montpellier, and uh, he, he is uh, playing very well, and uh, is uh, maybe he could uh, play with the national team uh, next year, so he's very happy to to be in Nantes now. And I'm very happy for him that uh, he, he could grow up with the club, with me, and, and now uh, could play in, in Nantes in a bigger team, a bigger club of uh, the French Championship, and to play the Champions League. Because uh, next year, they will play the, the Champions League with, uh, with Nantes, like uh, PSG. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, I, 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 I thought, I mean, first of all, um, it seemed like the the team that you had, you had a lot of young guys in, yeah. in and and that young the young what's his name the the French national team player, the young one, like quick very skinny. It, he was, uh, like he just won I think the the youth world championship uh, with France, like ah uh, uh, Min, Emric Min, was it that is that him? Like, yeah, like skinny young, and he just was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. The the central back of yes, the team. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Emric Min. Yeah, I, I, I was I was thinking about this guy. Yeah, the, okay. So that that's him. I mean, I I because I looked at him, I was like, this guy is just unbelievable the way he moves, yeah. and he is yeah. fearless. He's just not afraid of anything or anyone at all. Mm. Yeah, what, what I, I think this guy has all. Uh, a player need uh, to to play in the best level. The only thing is that maybe he miss uh, it's missing uh, some uh, centimeters, you know, <laughs> because because uh, I uh, I played uh, central back with uh, two meters, and uh, it was a. Uh, uh, easier for me yeah. uh, to play for my team and to 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 score some goals, yeah. but uh, is not so tall. Yeah. And uh, 
he has another skills is uh, fast uh, quick uh, fast player and is very smart is able to play uh, for uh, all the team yeah and uh, is uh, uh, able to to score lots of goals yeah but for the defense uh, it's difficult to use him you know because uh, he can play uh, um, just uh, in the in the uh, in the position uh, uh, when you one. play five one, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he can he can play in this position to to try to uh, um, uh, to to help the team to 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 keep the ball or maybe for the the fast break yeah. to to score uh, quickly. But you cannot use him uh, like second or, or third yeah. in defense. Uh, like uh, you can do with uh, uh, Karabatic brothers or uh, people like this, you know. Yeah. I, I think it's a player like Narcisse, you know, mm. maybe. Well, that's a, that's a good uh, compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think he will, will have a big career because he's only 23 years old now. And he has a lot of time and is very uh, professional. Uh, he doesn't uh, drink alcohol. Mm. Uh, he doesn't move uh, by the discotheque. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't like this. He just wants to play handball. So I think he will play uh, a long time. Yeah. And is very ambitious. So uh, I, I think he will have a, a big career. Good. Good. So you're 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 not with Pauk anymore. Um, obviously, I must speculate because it's fun mm. to speculate. Uh, but uh, um, I could see you as a head coach of French national team, and I know they're looking for one. So, <laughs> what, are the, <laughs> what, what are the chances of that happening anytime soon? Uh, I hope that uh, it it could happen one day. Okay. But uh, now that the federation just changed the national uh, head coach and uh, he has contract uh, till the Olympic Games of uh, Tokyo. So... Wait, who is uh, the, the head coach now? Guillaume Gilles. Oh, Guillaume Gilles. They got Guillaume yeah. Gilles. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought... He was, he was the second with Didier Dinard. Ah, okay. And after the European Championship in January, the federation uh, changed. Yeah. So Guillaume now is the first head coach. Ah, okay, okay. And he has contract till uh, Tokyo Olympic Games. And uh, if the the results of the team are good, he will keep the team till uh, France, will, till Paris 2024. But for me, uh, the most important is that the, the, the team of France uh, could uh, another time uh, win some titles. Yeah. And uh, I don't care uh, if it's with Guillaume or with me. I just want that they win. And I have time to be uh, maybe uh, one day uh, national head coach. And I want and I want to do this. But I have time because yeah. you can be coach till uh, 70 years old. So it's <laughs> yes. not a problem. Yeah, you don't have but to play. If, if I 
could not be national head coach of France, I would like to uh, um, practice or to work with a, a country who wants to uh, help handball in this country to grow up and to reach maybe a podium or a title. Yeah. And it's very important for me. I, I, I want a good project. Sure. I don't want to be the best coach of the, of the planet, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want a, a, a big project, a good project, ambitious mm. uh, to help a country to reach the, the, the goals, the objectives of the, of the Federation. And, uh, but, for example, I think that uh, um, uh, for the Olympic Games of Los Angeles, yeah. United States must work now to prepare a team during seven or eight years yeah. to do a big tournament in Los Angeles yeah. in eight years. And for example, it's this kind of project of this kind of uh, um, goal yeah. that I want to, to, to have, yeah. to, to live. I, I, I think that's a huge commitment, first of all, obviously, because as you said, it takes time to make a country that's not that good in handball to reach a point where you actually have the platform to present yourself in a way that people will say, yes, I want to be a handball player uh, after that. So mm -hmm. I think that would be wonderful. I think um, it's a good idea in many ways. Um, and has, has any country reached out to you at all yet? <clears throat> sorry? Has any country, <clears throat> sorry, reached out to you at all yet for something like this? I, I didn't think about it uh, for the moment, but uh, I, I saw uh, the work uh, who did uh, Jordi Rivera with uh, Brazil yeah. when he started to, to work uh, with, uh, with this country. And during uh, lots of years, uh, he was working uh, in, in Brazil to... Uh, know to see some players and uh, to work with them uh, to reach uh, uh, good results in Rio. And when you see the level of the team uh, of Brazil in Rio, it's just incredible. Because we, I, I knew that uh, Brazil had some guys yeah. who were able to play uh, in Europe in, in, in Spain or in France or in Germany, yeah. but no, not so many uh, guys. Yeah. And uh, when I saw uh, in Rio the team of Brazil uh, playing in the courts, I was thinking, wow, <laughs> it's incredible because he took some guys and he, he made a team and it did that these guys were able to dream yeah. about good results yeah. in their country, in their Olympic Games, uh, in their events. Yeah. And for me, it was fantastic. More than, uh, uh, for example, uh, uh, Denmark, uh, who went uh, to win 
the gold medal. Yeah. But they are able to win the gold medal, winning France, yeah. winning Spain. But we didn't know that Brazil were able to play so good yeah. and to win against uh, big countries of handball. Yeah. And that's, that's a big achievement. Yeah, yeah I think that <clears throat> that's a great project long-term. More importantly is that uh, it does fit with the Olympic values of, of really uh, instilling that passion of people dreaming, doing the mm. best they can. And then, of course, you have your, your home soil. It's very important to dream. Yeah, it is very important to dream. Now, um, because I know I'm taking a lot of your time, but I'm going to ask you some quick trivial questions. And one mm. of them is, who was your handball idol growing up? Uh, when I when I was young, my idol was uh, uh, Magnus Wislander. Okay, you know, oh, yeah. uh, I, I think for me, he was representing uh, the perfect player because he were not so strong, but he was tall. He, he was uh, smart. Mm. He was able to play in many positions. And to help the team in defense and in attack. And he was uh, winning titles with uh, Sweden. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, I had some idols, French idols, like Jackson, like Frédéric Vaux. Uh, but for me, the best player was, was Magnus. But uh, I actually had a, a chance a privilege to play against him one time when, when yeah. we had the Big Apple tournament and he was a part of it. And he was playing pivot, obviously. And I was next to him defending him. And he had Vranjesh as a middle back. I think Pascal Hans was a left back or, or, or Naji. Somebody was there. And, and I remember like I'm watching what Vranjesh is going to do. And then all of a sudden, Vissander grabs my shirt, but so nicely and so strong because he doesn't let me move to one side. While I'm trying to look what he's doing, and I'm moving his hand, he just makes a screen. Vranjesh comes back, gives him a ball. He just distracted me in one second. I was like, okay, now I know why you are the greatest player of all. <laughs> and, and he just did it like with a smile without doing much. So I, 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 love, I love what he used to do. It's, it's amazing. Uh, <clears throat> the toughest opponent you have ever played as a team and as an individual player. Uh, as a national team, Croatia, for sure. But when I was young, uh, it was incredible to play against Russia or against Sweden. Uh, as club, uh, when, I, when I was playing in, in Barcelona, uh, it was very difficult to play against uh, Portland, San Antonio or Ciudad Real. Uh, but uh, when I was in another club, for me, the reference was Barcelona, <laughs> the Barca, you know. <laughs> so for me, the, the big opponent was always Barcelona. But I, I was very lucky and I had a chance to play six uh, seasons in, in Barca. So my, my next question was going to be, who's, which one was your favorite team you played for? I'm assuming Barcelona. Yeah, yeah it's Barca <laughs> because 
you know, when, when I was young, I, I went for the holidays uh, in, in Spain, yeah. just near Barcelona. And, and I, I saw all the, the children with uh, the shirts of Barca. <laughs> and uh, I, I was thinking, hi, it's, it's incredible, like, uh, the people uh, want to, to, to wear this shirt and like or love uh, this, uh, this club. Mm. And uh, when I was 15 years old, uh, yes, Barca started to win lots of, pe- lots of titles with uh, Valero Rivera, yeah. with Masip, with Otangarin, uh, 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 with uh, Barufet, uh, with a, a big uh, team, Vujovic, partner. Yeah. And uh, when I started to play with Bordeaux in 95, they won five Champions League. It was incredible. And they lost the sixth time uh, against Portland in 2001, but they played six finals of Champions League and they won five. Yeah, that's... And for me, it was the big club, the big team, and I I couldn't think that one day I could wear this shirt and play for this club. Yeah. It was it was a, a big big dream, but a dream like you you say, now it's impossible. Yeah, you know you you had dream that you think I ah, maybe if I work good, I will be able to 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 reach that. Yeah. But for me. Barca and the French national team were big dreams, yeah. unable to, to, to reach, you know? Yeah. And uh, at the end, when I, when I uh, look my, my career, uh, I, I, I don't uh, um, feel, you know, uh, how it's possible uh, to have played so many years in this club and with this uh, national team and to have won uh, all these titles. Well, I have to say Barcelona was always smart picking. They have good human resources capacity. They picked mm-hmm. the right people to fit the system. And, and I think that's, that's the beauty of, of management and believing yeah. in the system. And then you just look at the people that fit that culture and the system, and, and there is no doubt they will be successful. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, now I'm going to have my last question, and this is because I, I read this somewhere. Uh, I think it was CNN. There was a report about you. Uh, that you said that if you were not a handball player, you would, have been, you would have wanted to be a firefighter. Is that true? Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true because uh, when I was young, uh, handball was not professional, and uh, I, I I couldn't uh, be professional uh, handball player, and uh, I just uh, thought about uh, which kind of work uh, could uh, make me uh, proud of what I'm doing, and I, I always wanted to help the the, the people, yeah. and so for me, I think. At this moment, I thought that it was uh, the best job for me. Yeah. But when I came to eight years old, <laughs> uh, we, we start to be professional, uh, like handball players. 
And so uh, I, 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 I did uh, uh, my passion, my job. Yeah. Well, now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe try to, now because you're retired, you're not a handball player anymore. What if I am able to make you a firefighter for a day or two in New York City? Would you, would you consider coming here being a firefighter for a day or two? Sorry, I, I, I didn't understand. So if I can find the opportunity for you to become a firefighter for a day or two in New York City, would you come and yeah. try it out? Wow. <laughs> I, yes, yes. Yes, I think. Perfect. Maybe, maybe I, I would... Uh, uh, stay more days <laughs> but but, uh, but it would be very interesting because I did that in in Aix en Provence yeah uh, I, I went uh, one day okay. and uh, it was a fantastic feeling to to be with them yeah. uh, to uh, uh, wait about the moment yeah. you have to leave and you have to go fast because uh, maybe for one minute you can lose yeah. someone or you can save someone. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a big uh, pressure, you know? And uh, I, I liked it. So if it's possible to do that in New York? I, it is possible. I, I, I have some good connections with uh, FDNY, uh, which I think would be- So now I have to organize uh, <laughs> one, uh, one travel in um, New York. Yeah, a, a long trip. We have to make a long trip. And then from yeah. the long trip, you do some handball with us. And then you do a firefighter for a day or two. Would be wonderful. Perfect. Would be Perfect. It would be wonderful. Yeah. It, it's, I think it would be so much fun. I think the, the fact that fire, living in firefighter, fire, firehouses, it's very much like a handball culture. Like the yeah. trust, that ability to yeah. like, you know, you're all together. You move the ball, you keep the, the tempo, the chemistry, and then when you need to react, you go quick. And then yeah. it's, it's, I love the fact that the combination will work really well for, for this. It's uh, very good for the team spirit. Yeah, it is. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, that was my thing, and I'm going to work on it. I'm going to make it happen, and we're going to plan the date, hopefully next year, uh, when everything clears up with all this mess. Yeah. Uh, so I'm grateful. and well, I'm Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> but no, it's gonna happen, and and I'm I'm grateful you you joined Straight Hamble Talk. You shared the stories, uh, the personal stories. Uh, I'm really happy, and I'm really happy that you know from one connection uh, to saying hi to each other, for your your curiosity to meet a person that knows about Hamble in New York, to already six years of of uh, uh, relationships. So I'm really happy that. You took your time, Jerome, I, and I will always be uh, grateful for any time you, you, you join anything we do about handball in U.S. So thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, it was uh, very uh, interesting for me to speak uh, with you now, uh, to speak about handball, uh, all these moments of, uh, of my life, of my careers. And uh, I hope uh, that uh, uh, some people uh, who uh, will um, see the the interview uh, wants to, to to play handball and discover this uh, this uh, perfect uh, sport? Thank you, Jerome. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Vinny. Enjoy Corsica.
Bye bye.